has it to win it. since 2015. You know, it, it might not go down in the box score as his greatest game, but down the stretch, DeMar DeRozan made every play. It was the help defense. Now there's .7 on the shot clock because they get that ball knocked out off him. He makes the play at the rim to deflect the lob at the end of the game. I mean, this is just absurd. Off one foot, fading away, gets caught with the clock. DeMar DeRozan missed her fourth quarter. What a performance and what a win for the Bulls. Beats DeRozan. DeRozan. Pumphy for the win. Got it again! At the buzzer! DeMar delivers again! And D.C., we will let ourselves out! Bulls win again at the buzzer! Like Groundhog's Day. This is so well defended. DeMar DeRozan taking his time, doesn't panic. Bradley Beal coming right back into the play. But Mr. Fourth Quarter himself, DeMar DeRozan delivering once again. And the Chicago Bulls steal on the road here in Washington, D.C. How about the patience with that pump fake? He knew exactly how much time he had. And that is so big time by DeMar DeRozan. Basketball is hood. It's time for the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast with Jonathan Hood. You love basketball, you come to the right place. What's up, everybody, and welcome in to the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. I am Jonathan Hood. Seven-game winning streak for the Chicago Bulls as we record this on Monday morning, January 3rd, 2022. And Happy New Year to you basketball fans. If you love basketball, you've come to the right place. You can find this podcast on Spotify. You can subscribe there. Or check it out on the ESPN Chicago app. Look for the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast. It's right there on the app. You can go through Cap and Jay Hood. You can go through Carmen and Yurko, Waddle and Sylvie, Black and Abdallah, all the shows on ESPN 1000. But you keep scrolling and you'll find my logo, the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast. Click that and that way you never miss an episode on the ESPN Chicago app. Or wherever you found this podcast, thanks so much for being with me here for our first podcast for 2022. How dope is it? How exciting is it? No more apathy on the west side of Chicago. No more apathy from Bulls fans because we're talking about the best team in the Eastern Conference right now, the Chicago Bulls, 24-10 and 10 going into their game against the Orlando Magic. And as you've heard, DeMar DeRozan, yeah, he's been killing the game. Not just the buzzer beaters, but he has just been killing it for this Bulls team. The win against the Indiana Pacers at the Gainbridge Fieldhouse and then on the road against the Wizards. The Bulls winning back-to-back games because of the buzzer beaters and the heroics from DeMar DeRozan. And one thing that is a constant for DeMar DeRozan is that he's not getting it done with threes. I've talked to a number of people and texted with a number of people around the league that covered him in San Antonio and Toronto and those that know DeMar DeRozan. And even they are surprised. They're like, wow, look at what DeRozan's been able to do. People are not surprised they can get buckets. He's surprised. They're surprised. 
about the way DeRozan's going about his business. Against Indiana, one for three from three-point range, but went to the foul line 12 times, knocked down 11 free throws. He had 28 points and six assists, and he had three steals in the game against the Pacers, including that buzzer beater. And then what about the Washington game, right? Same thing. DeRozan's not worried about your three-point shot. And we know how the league is going. We know how basketball is going. Shoot it from the moon, right? It's a high-percentage shot for some. But for DeMar DeRozan, a walking bucket, he don't give a damn about your three. What he cares about is trying to win games and trying to help the cause for this Bulls team. DeMar DeRozan has taken over. It's so good to see and so refreshing to see in that Wizards game. Same situation, right? You're watching the game and you're like, okay, could lightning strike twice? One for one, hit one three, 10 for 22 from the field, 28 points, nine rebounds, five assists, including that buzzer beater against the Wizards. And now the Bulls are 24 and 10 going into their game against the Orlando Magic. Can I just tell you for me personally, It has been a pleasure to watch this Bulls team because of everything that's been going on, right? When you think about it, all of the things that's been going on with this team, stoppages because of COVID-19, postponements, and yet the Bulls have found a way to keep the momentum going. Beating as of late the Wizards and Pacers, as I just mentioned, the Hawks twice, uh, they beat the Pacers uh, at the United Center, beat the Rockets, and they beat the Lakers. And so, yes, During the time where there was a lot of missing players with the Cavs and the Heat and those two postponements against the Pistons and the Raptors, the Bulls just picked right back up and was able to win now seven straight games. You take a look at the hierarchy in the East, and boy, it's a whole set of new eyes that you put on the East now because when the season started, I said the Bulls would make the playoffs. I said on this podcast that the Bulls are a playoff team because you cannot discount Guys like Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan and Vucevic and Caruso, Lonzo Ball. I said, you know, at least there's help around Zach Levine. The hallmark of this season for me, and I'll say it aloud on this podcast, is that there is help around Zach Levine. Zach Levine himself was always a terrific player. We saw this, right? Losing a ton. But for the first time in his career, he's winning more than just four games in a row. First time in his career. Remember where he came from, right? Losing Minnesota, Sacramento, I mean, bad teams, right? But here is a player here that is really doing some great things for this Bulls team. And you look at the hierarchy of the East, and you see the Bulls, and you see the Brooklyn Nets trying to figure out who they are. We'll talk about Kyrie Irving in a little bit. There's the Milwaukee Bucks getting healthy. There's the Miami Heat still in the mix with the fourth seed. Cleveland's a much improved ball club. Cleveland is better this year under Coach Bickerstaff. And so they're solid. Philly trying to find out who they are without Ben Simmons all this time. And so that's your top six. And the Bulls are atop those teams. Again, we're talking about this on January 3rd. But would you rather for the Bulls to be the number one seed right now, the number one team in the East, and making heads turn in the NBA and NBA circles? Or would you rather for them to be the Raptors, the 10th seed, or the Celtics that's almost rebuilding? Or would you rather for them to be the Pacers or the Magic or the Detroit Pistons? I will take relevant basketball from Chicago all day long. It's great. DeMar DeRozan gave his thoughts about what's been going on with this team and his buzzer beater, his latest buzzer beater that he had against Washington right here on the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast brought to you by DraftKings.
strategies, what the makes it best. You're not tied for first with, in the East with the Nets. I know it's still early in the season, but what big picture significance do you take things like that? I mean, just credit to our hard work. Um, them dialing, you know, COVID protocols. With our coach, with players, for this last for like two months, for like you know, and for the team to be able to hold on, sustain like we're doing, and end the year off on top of our conference, speak volumes to what type of team we are, what type of team we can be once we get you know back to full strength. Just one more for me, Chris, and then I'll put you Kobe, you mentioned Kobe's keeping that ball on the floor, but he also it's a big shot. Hell of a game. Yeah, I mean, take away Kobe from this game, we don't win. You know, he had some big time. He had some big time threes when we needed him. When we couldn't get nothing offensively going, he came through and you know kept keeping us over the hump for a couple of possessions where we couldn't score. You know, he had a couple of shots you know, off the dribble, catch and shoot. You know, he played. He played extremely confident. Um, and you know, like I said, without him, we we, we don't win this game. I'm good, person. All right, Sam, you can open it up to Zoom. Uh, yeah, DeMar, the celebration, can you just tell me um, when you threw your arms up after you hit the shot, what did that moment feel like for you? What's going on in your mind in that moment? It was a relief. Um, a relief. Like I said, it was a hard-fought game. Uh, one of those aggressive games kind of reminded me of a, a playoff type of physicality game, you know, um, for that shot to go in, for when we were battling that whole fourth quarter, feeling like nothing was going our way. On both ends, we couldn't get a rebound. We couldn't keep going offensively. Um, felt like we was getting, you know, beat up here and there. So it was, it was a big time relief for me. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm a firm believer, and as long as I got time, I got a, I got a chance. You know, I, I always take that approach into a game, understanding everything's not going to be perfect. You want to play a perfect game, but you know that's just not going to happen. You know, um, sometimes it's going to be rough nights and. You gotta understand. As long as it's time on that clock, you can figure out something to 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 do to pull out a victory, and you know that's what we did tonight. Bulls look for the win. DeRozan to win it. Goal! For the win, got it again. DeMar DeRozan, Happy New Year! Back-to-back game winners. Bulls are on a roll. The class of the Eastern Conference right now, the Chicago Bulls. DeMar DeRozan is averaging 28.4 points a game, 6.3 assists, and 4.4 rebounds while shooting 48%. Last week, he became the first player in NBA history with buzzer beaters on back-to-back nights against the Pacers and Wizards, as you well know. The Bulls are 11-6 in clutch situations, and DeRozan shooting 55% and 92% from the free throw line in those situations, which is amazing, right? Great basketball. And again, you take a look at the Bulls, and you compare them to the Milwaukee Bucks. They've been slowed by injuries to start the season, but Drew Holiday, he started to really get into a groove lately. Again, the one thing that you fear if you're in the Eastern Conference is the Bucks getting healthy. 
You might think that they just slipped by and won the championship, but they are the reigning and defending NBA champions right now. Averaging 21.5 points a game, 7 assists per game. Drew Holiday doing well, and Milwaukee's on a winning streak themselves, shooting 60% from the floor, 48% from three-point range for Drew Holiday, a key. Not just Giannis, but Drew Holiday as well. And then there's Kyrie Irving. He is going to make his debut uh, this week and could play Wednesday against Indiana. That's all of the signs pointing that he will play. But what does that mean for the Nets? Are they good enough to be able to get past the Bulls? Or get past the Bucks or the Heat. We will find out. Speaking of the Heat, um, so the Heat had their five-game winning streak snapped on Sunday against Sacramento. Jimmy Butler's in the midst of a very solid run as well. The last four games, Butler's averaging 25 points a game, six rebounds, and six assists. So Jimmy's always solid. That's no surprise, right? So I'm just taking a look at the East. One other couple other teams that's in this top ten on ESPN.com. One of them is the Sixers. The 76ers. Really, I've gone through trying to figure out who they are. You know, they have started to climb up the Eastern standings for a little bit as they've had three straight wins. And the Cavs, I mentioned the Cavs are getting better. You know, I was watching them the other night with Kevin Love coming into the season, and he looks like he's healthy and looks like he's ready to go. I saw him with a 20.8 rebound and four assist performance against the Pacers, and that marked his fifth straight game with 20 or more points. So look out. We haven't seen someone that scores 20 points in five straight games in a Cavs uniform since LeBron James was his teammate. Kevin O'Connell and the ringer.com as we go through some NBA news and notes. How about this for a Bulls note? What if, what if Io DeSumo became part of the all-rookie team? That's very likely, right? So they were talking about with Alex Caruso and Lonzo Ball, they missed time. DeSumo's contributions have been vital to Chicago's sustained success on defense. DeSumo does a nice job offensively making 38% of mostly his spot-up threes as well as putting as cutting and running up the floor. As a 38th pick, the Bulls couldn't ask for much more. 
So think about it. Desumo could be on the all-rookie list, which will tell a great story because Desumo has been unafraid. He's done a great job for this Bulls team. Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Franz Wagner, um, Kate Cunningham, Josh Giddy. Those guys should definitely be part of that first team, but Desumo should be possibly in the second team. He'd be on my second team right now with guys like Herb Jones and Chris Duarte, um, Jalen Green, players like that. So Desumu, depending on how much more time he gets, definitely deserves the opportunity to be on that second team. So, you know, keep our eyes on that. Desumu has done a nice job. But you heard earlier in this podcast from DeMar DeRozan talking about Kobe White. He says if it wasn't for the contributions of Kobe White... In the last game that the Bulls played against the Wizards, then maybe, just maybe, the Bulls don't win that game. That says a lot, too, right? Because Caruso's been out, and so here comes Kobe White. And Kobe White, I think, was looking at the whole competition thing. You know, he's out with the injury to start the season. He comes back, and Ayo Desumu is playing unafraid basketball. The guy wants to play hard. Uh, coming off Illinois, you always knew he had the confidence, right? He gives you that spot up three, as I talked about earlier. But going back to that Wizards game, the last game that the Bulls played, you saw Kobe White really score the ball well as a starter for the team. He realized, like, you know, he's not necessarily the classic lead guard that's going to make everybody better. I don't expect Kobe White to give the team eight to ten assists a night. You know, again, those are for very special players. But I, I like the five, though. He provided five assists along with 20 points in the game that the Bulls played against the Wizards. He had 38 minutes, 7 for 14 from the field. I could see that the wheels are turning on Kobe White when he's out there, right? And he's also very interested in trying to figure out how he could be more uh, a part of this team, to be more of a uh, contributor to this team. So it's not a bad situation for the Bulls having Kobe White on the team uh, for now. I know that I might have said earlier, and I'm sure that I've talked about it. I said, you know, it'd be interesting to see if, um, if the Bulls would trade Kobe White. I thought, okay, if you need that size, and this is something that David Kaplan and I talked about on our morning show on Monday morning, and that is what if the Bulls do make a deal to try to get themselves a big man? Well, you can find a big man on the scrap heap. You just need someone to back up Vucevic that is a veteran or someone that could be able to provide some rebounds. Like, for instance, Vucevic once again gave the Bulls quality. He had 22 points and 12 rebounds. He's a walking double-double. As soon as he takes off his warm-ups, he's going to give the Bulls a double-double. And so 22 and 12, you'll like that if you're a Bulls fan. But you need to have some quality size behind Vucevic. And maybe the Bulls will find that by the time you get to the deadline. But right now, I'm so focused on just having relevant basketball, right? You, You still look at the end of the season if the bulls are right there in the top four top five hey if they have a chance to not only win but they can win a playoff series maybe more we'll see i know a lot of people are on the bulls bandwagon and rightfully so because they're playing well but when we get to the deadline we'll get there we'll figure out what the, what else the bulls need but for right now i'm enjoying what the bulls have been able to do so far levine derozan vucevic and then you've got kobe white you've got Desumu. Um, you've got Lonzo Ball when he returns. You have Caruso when he returns. And the Bulls are on a roll, by the way, without Billy Donovan. Shows you this team is kind of on autopilot in some ways. It's fun, isn't it? Bulls 24-10 and 10 on the season.
right, some more news and notes for you, Bulls-related, and we'll get into some other things around the league. Sam Mitchell, not one of my favorite people, but Sam Mitchell, former NBA player and coach, uh, was on SiriusXM NBA Radio, and was talking about the Bulls and the rest of the Eastern Conference. Some thoughts from Sam Mitchell. When you look at the Bulls, how they play, how hard they play, and then with the confidence in which they play, they really believe... They were the best team in the Eastern Conference. They play like it every night. And then when you look over in Brooklyn and you look at what they're having to do, lost last night a game on the road, which doesn't oh, ugly. mind. No, they lost at home to Brooklyn. No, I mean, I'm sorry. Lost at home to a, a, a depleted Clipper team without Paul. The Clippers C line. team. Yep. And like, had a 14-point lead. And so when you look at the – you, I, I keep saying this, girls. Every time I look at the Vegas stat line, the Brooklyn Nets – are still up there as a team that's supposed to win the NBA championship. But if yep. you're Chicago, if you're Philly, if you're one of those teams in the Eastern Conference, are you scared of Brooklyn? No. Most improved player in the NBA, it's got to be DeMar DeRozan, right? I mean, Brian Scalabrini, the white mamba, he feels that way in the starting lineup on NBA radio. Wouldn't you say that he's been the breakout star of this year? Yeah. Two things happened last year. His assist numbers went through the roof for San Antonio. And I just think right now he just has a much better feel for the game. You know, he, at one point he averaged like 1.8 assists in the following year, 2.2 assists. Now, like last year, I think last year he averaged seven assists a game. So he's becoming like this guy you can put the ball in his hands and he can make plays for you. Now he has these guys around him. They got the perfect team around him. And no question he's having – like if like I don't know if you'll get most improved, but he should – they should be real. See, why can't Why can't you? Yeah, you're, there you're, should be some serious consideration for him getting 100%. Yeah. It's the hard guy to went from that. being an all-star caliber player to he's an MVP candidate. Correct. If that happened Correct. to Julius Randle last year, why can't it happen to DeMar DeRozan? Correct. Because Every, DeMar, it's like, it's because he already, he already went up, went back down, and now he's back up again. He's most so, improved. He yeah, was I, never I an MVP think, candidate in his career. And, and you know, like... Being a free, like an all star and being an MVP candidate, that's a big gap. That's a huge gap. And like everyone thinks it's ah oh, yeah, it's just right there. No, no, no. It's a huge step to where he's at right now. A few other news and notes around the NBA. We heard from Sam Mitchell. We heard from Brian Scalabrini. What about Becky Hammond? Congratulations to Becky Hammond. She is leaving the San Antonio Spurs bench, and she now will be the head coach for the Los Angeles Ace, the Las Vegas Aces. So Ben Lambeer had been coaching the WNBA's Las Vegas Aces to a 77 and 45 record the past four seasons, losing in the WNBA semifinals. Last year and also in 2019, lost in the NBA Finals in 2020. And so Lambeer could be kicked upstairs to be the general manager of the team. We will see. The same owner of the Las Vegas Raiders as Mark Davis, he also owns the Vegas Aces, the WNBA team. So, you know, if Becky Hammond is not going to get a shot to be an NBA head coach, she goes back to the WNBA, which is not a bad idea. She wants to be able to... We'll have full autonomy for that team. And the Aces are going all in. They want to be able to sign some free agents, including um, Cambage, Liz Cambage, who is a, a talented center for the Aces. And so they're going for it. And so they're going to go for it with Becky Hammond as their head coach, leaving the side of Greg Popovich and the San Antonio Spurs. 
So I thought that that was interesting. Um, something else, too, that I was thinking about earlier was uh, the NBA totals, right? Some of the totals and trends to watch. We'll get to that story in just a second, especially for those of you that gamble. We'll give you a little value bet. Um, as far as those that are looking at the NBA totals and betting trends, I'll give you that. A couple other things I want to point out. I mentioned Kyrie Irving is going to make his debut Wednesday. He's prepping to play on Wednesday. This whole thing with Kyrie has just been bananas to me. Just been, been I mean, so he's been sitting out all this time. It's January. He didn't want to get vaccinated. And so now the Nets are going to allow him to play. And it's kind of like, Who's ruling the roost? Is it Sean Marks, the general manager, or is it, you know, Kyrie Irving? You know, it's interesting that Kevin Durant is all good with this because Kevin wants to win a championship, but it's been him, it's been James Harden, and Harden's been holding it down. He's been terrific for the Nets. Point is, though, is that Kyrie is not all in. He cares about his health, to you know, and that's nothing wrong with that, but to the detriment of the team. Can the Nets still win the East? We will see. But it's all about chemistry. Even with Kyrie returning, nothing's guaranteed with this Nets team. The Rockets are suspending Kevin Porter Jr. and Christian Wood uh, for Monday's game against the Sixers, disciplining both for poor behavior. There was an issue with Steven Silas. What a mess in Houston. Porter and Wood traveled with the Rockets Philadelphia on Sunday. But... Coach Silas made the decision to sit out both players after separate episodes involving the two players. God, so neither Porter or Wood played in the second half. The Rockets lost against the Nuggets, which included Porter leaving the arena at after a halftime locker room confrontation with assistant coach John Lucas. John Lucas is one of the great guys in the NBA that's helped out a lot of players. Um, he's gone through his own personal issues in the past and he's done a really great job of trying to help others. And so Porter having an issue with John Lucas, the assistant coach, Porter has well-documented anger management issues, which the team believes he's made progress in, but those surfaced again Saturday and ultimately drove him to leave the arena instead of joining the team for the second half. So that was from Adrian Wojnarowski and Tim McMahon from ESPN.com. You can read more about that. The Houston thing is so, so shitty for young Steven Silas. He's just trying to be a, a leader for this uh, for this team or just trying to lead an NBA team. We know it's a kind of a rebuild in a lot of ways, but that's just internally a mess uh, in Houston. It all started with Harden leaving. <laughs> it all started right there with Harden just wanting to be up and just wanting to play for the Nets just out of nowhere. And now the team has not been able to really recover from that. We will see what happens uh, moving forward. So we know that Draymond Green was cleared. He's eligible to play against the Heat coming up pretty soon. So that's going to be good to see Draymond back. People believe, you know, take a look at this Houston, uh, this uh, Golden State Warriors team, I should say. The Golden State Warriors are a team that still you have to be concerned with. Even though Phoenix is off to a terrific start, Golden State, if they can get completely healthy with Clay, with Draymond, with Wiseman, they are going to be a threat. Now, again, we haven't seen the best of Wiseman yet, the big man that they drafted, but he still, I think, can be a real factor for this team if they can get all get healthy at the same time. Uh, so, we'll, and remember, the power of the three ball still matters with Steph Curry and a healthy Clay Thompson, and look out for that. That's going to be interesting. Um, Something else, too, I want to point out to you, and that is a story regarding 
uh, Rajon Rondo. That's right. Rajon Rondo is with the Cavs now. He is gone from the Lakers, and now he's with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, I think that this could be a, a really solid move for the Cavs having Rajon Rondo on the team. And one of the reasons why is because hey, Rajon Rondo is one of the smartest players in the league. That guy would could make, I think, a very good as, assistant coach someplace, maybe a head coach in his future. Um, but I think that he can really help this team in a big way. So Denzel Valentine goes to the Lakers and Rajon Rondo goes to the Cavs. Cavs really need to be able to have someone at a lead guard spot that can also be a, a, a coach on the bench. So that's that's a good deal. That was from Adrian Wojnarowski. It took place on Friday. Uh, the Lakers are expected to waive Valentine's partially guaranteed deal. Rondo is eager for a chance to be able to work with this Cavs team now that Ray, that uh, Ricky Rubio is out. Um and so Rubio's lost for the season after suffering a torn ACL in his left knee. And so Rondo, even though he's going through COVID-19 protocols, he's going to join this Cavs team that's already good. Now Rondo, again, not much of a factor with the Lakers, but here's a guy that's 35 but can still be able to get it done when healthy and kind of help this Cavs team. So I think that's pretty cool. Okay, last thing. Can I put some money in your pocket? Can I give you some betting trends? You know, this podcast is brought to you by DraftKings, right? Use the promo code WMVP. Go to DraftKings. Download the app. Go to DraftKings.com. Take a look at it for yourself. DraftKings is good to this podcast, so I want you to be good to them. I love to be able to talk to you about DraftKings because whether it's college basketball or the NBA, man, I'm right there clicking out some games, looking at the games and looking at the trends and saying, huh, Bulls a 14-point favorite against the Orlando Magic. 14-point favorites against Orlando. You know, I might click the Bulls on the money line. Who knows, right? Check it out, DraftKings.com. Use the promo code WMVP. It's always been good to me. So let me see if I can help you out, okay? How about some NBA totals and betting trends? Even if you don't gamble, I think you'll find this interesting. But I can't do this without a little value bet. I know the leagues. I know the teams. I know these players. I know this wonderful game called football. It's time for Value Bet. Oh, this is when the cream rises to the top. This is when things get up. The largest sports wagering angles you need to know. Stats, records, rankings, weather. If the goalpost is tilted just a little bit. Value Bet on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. You can bet your children's unborn children's children on these six games. Value Bet. This is America's premier sports information program. Here's Jonathan Hood. Boom, cat, cat. Boom, boom, cat, cat, boom. Okay, here's some numbers for you. A little value bit mixed in with your Under the Hood Basketball Podcast. I love helping you. I love talking basketball with you. Okay, let me see if I can help you with this. Overs, the overs went 30-19 and 19 in week 11 of the NBA season. That brings the season to date over under record to 262 and 274 and four as it, can, it continues to inch closer to 50%. That's from the Action Network. Also from the Action Network, week 11 saw a sharp increase in scoring to 222.1 points per game. Again, a sharp increase in scoring, 222.1 points a game. This is contrary to week 10 that saw a huge dip in scoring. Okay, let's see. A large cluster of players 
entered the health and safety protocols for some high-scoring teams around that time frame. The Hawks, the Kings, the Raptors, the Timberwolves, and the Hornets. Also, there was a high concentration of star players out with COVID-19 or injury like Kevin Durant, Luka, and Trey Young, and uh, Paul George. Let's see, what else is going on? Oh, yes. Teams with highest scoring games, 222 and above. The teams with the highest scoring games at 222 and above. Okay, here's a few for you. The Hornets, the Kings, the Lakers, the Rockets, and the Jazz. If you're betting those teams, those are the teams with the highest scoring games, 222 and above. Teams with the lowest scoring games, 210 and below. If you're taking the under, consider the Thunder, the Magic, the Cavs, and the Knicks. The best teams as far as hitting the over, according to the Action Network. The Heat, 61%. The Raptors, 60%. The Rockets, 59%. The Spurs, 58%. The Hornets, 53%. The best teams as far as betting the under... As of late, the Mavericks at 33%, the Warriors at 35%. How about that for best under teams? The Warriors on that list. The 76ers at 38%, the Thunder at 38%. The recent under trends Hornets are 4 1 to the under the last five games, Nuggets are 4 1 to the under the last five games. As far as the over, I say run to the window now. Best recent over trends. The Rockets are 15-2 over the last 17 games when they hit the over. The Raptors are 7-0 to the over the last seven games. And their roster is healthy. The Jazz 16-5-1 over the last 22 games as far as the over. The Wizards, the Pelicans, the Bucks, and the Heat all are successful in the over. Over 500 and doing well as far as the um, over is concerned. So check that out for your gambling pleasure right here. What a little value bet on the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast. All right, as we wrap up the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast, and as always, I appreciate your support. Um, This has been a very, very difficult week and time for me personally with the passing of my teammate Jeff Dickerson from ESPN Chicago. Uh, If you don't know, Jeff Dickerson um, passed away with cancer that he had been suffering for eight months and uh, was able to see him over the Christmas break as uh, saw him at hospice. And we spent over an hour, he and I, just in the room together while he was in hospice. And to see my friend... Um, dealing with cancer, but still with the gleam in his eye. It was encouraging from that standpoint to see my friend um, with the gleam in his eye and still with the conversation. But uh, I knew that the end was coming and Jeff knew it as well. And uh, that is something that is so um, difficult for me because for those that don't know, Jeff Dickerson and I hosted on ESPN Radio nationally. We had our own show on Saturdays and Sundays. And before that, Jeff and I worked as producers together. I was an executive producer. He was an associate uh, at WSCR in Chicago. And um, after my time at the score was over, I was able to reconnect with Jeff because at that time he was a host and 
was also the Bears beat reporter. And uh, it was just good to reconnect. And then when the opportunity came for me to do a national show with Jeff back in 2016, um, I was overjoyed because I was doing it with my friend. I was able to host the show with my friend, and I just thought that that was really cool, really dope to do. And uh, you know, Jeff and I had traveled a lot, and not just shared a microphone and uh, do national shows and did shows on ESPN 1000 for a long time in Chicago, but um, we went to nine Final Fours together. You know, basketball's always been something that has been a connection for Jeff and I. We have always loved the game and always loved basketball and um, going to nine Final Fours together. We've traveled from Phoenix to San Antonio and Tampa, um, New Orleans, been a lot of different places to see the Final Fours, Minneapolis and Houston, just a, a lot of fun to be able to go to those Final Fours because we've always loved basketball, especially college basketball, to be able to see those games in person. We covered them together. Um, we were a part of the um, the radio Final Four, um, the radio row, they call it, where all the radio stations from all across the country are all in one room and they're all broadcasting to their uh, particular uh, cities, and we were part of that as well. And that was always fun to do. And so... I just wanted to just give a shout out and um, thank everybody for supporting um, us at ESPN 1000 and also Parker Dickerson, uh, his son, um, JD and his wife, Caitlin, both died because of this dreaded disease, cancer. And Parker Dickerson is 11 years old and he doesn't have his mom and dad anymore. And that thought has prevailed in my mind a lot during the holidays and it's not been great for me. It's not personally. Uh, it's cathartic that I can be able to just do this podcast and get my mind off of things, but I just wanted to just take a moment to just thank everybody for their support of Parker Dickerson because of the GoFundMe. Um, it, it went well over a million dollars of people just being able to contribute to the future of Parker Dickerson. And I just think that that's great. Um, I know that I put on my social media at TweetJHood, at my Instagram, IGJHood, um, about the GoFundMe. And I just think it's just amazing. I, knowing Jeff the way I, I do, I just know that he's got to be overwhelmed and just just amazed at how much support that his son and his family has been able to get um, from everybody, from not just Chicago teams, but from teams around the NFL, uh, teams around the NBA, because they all know the story that Jeff Dickerson is was a great guy and a great family man. And um, to see the outpouring of affection and love for Jeff and for Parker is just awesome. It's just awesome. And for that young man to be able to have that... Uh, you know, to have so many people contributing to his future, I just think it's great. It really is. And, uh, you know, recently uh, Parker was with people at the DePaul game, DePaul Blue Demons out of the Big East in Chicagoland. And uh, he was shooting baskets and was around the DePaul team. You know, it's, uh, you know, I like how people are trying to keep him busy. I know that there's a reality that's coming when Jeff has his funeral. Um, but it's just, um, it's just very, been very hard on me 
and uh, and so many others around the station that Jeff is no longer with us. But his love for everyone and his love for sports will always be around. It's, it's amazing during the Chicago Bears NFL game. Right before the game, they on the big screen at Soldier Field, they honored John Madden, who passed away the same day. John Madden, a longtime broadcaster and coach, a Hall of Famer, and Jeff Dickerson. And Jeff also has a spot in the press box at Soldier Field. They got flowers and they have the pictures of him and his son and Caitlin. And it's just, it's really, really great. It really is awesome. So I, um, I just want to thank everybody for reaching out to me on social media and, you know, wishing me well and checking in with me and um, saying, you know, I'm sorry for your loss. It's just all of that's great. Just hearing from people from all over the country uh, hitting me on social media because uh, many know that Jeff and I work together and travel together and done sh- there's just so many shows, just countless uh, amount of shows nationally and for ESPN 1000 and um, that was my partner that was my guy my traveling buddy on uh, those final four trips and, and all the shows that we've done so I want to thank everybody for checking out our podcast I just want to thank you for your support and uh, want you to know that uh, we have under the hood uh, merchandise that's available in on my bio whether you're Got this from Facebook or Twitter or Snapchat or Instagram. You should click my bio. It will say Under the Hood Merchandise, and you can be able to check out the latest in T-shirts and tumblers and mugs and everything else uh, and sweatshirts, hoodies. It's all there. Check it out. The Under the Hood Merchandise is in my link tree, as they call it. Uh, You can check out the merchandise there. As always, I appreciate your support on the Underhood Basketball Podcast, and it's our first one for 2022, and we've got so much more. We're going to have a lot of, a lot of um, talk about this Bulls team, talk about the NBA, talk about college basketball as well. This is going to be a fun year of basketball in 2022. Just keep it here. Subscribe to this podcast. That way you never miss an episode of the Underhood Basketball Podcast brought to you by DraftKings.